Welcome to Clearly Connected, hosted by yours truly, Carrie Doan, a Clarity Life Coach, Entrepreneur, and Life Maximizer. I'm excited to dive into another conversation today with Amanda Kogan of Amplify Yourself, where we focus on what it means to reconnect to yourself. It all seems to start with loving who you are, and we explore what exactly that means in a practical sense. I'm glad you're here to join us as we make our way back to wholeness, to truth, to a deeply connected way of living. So today on the show, I have the honor and pleasure of having my dear friend, Amanda Kogan, join me for a conversation about unconditional love. And Amanda, just a little bit about her. She is a life and health coach. She's a Reiki practitioner. She also is a musician uh, based out of San Diego. And Amanda is passionate about connecting deeply with people and showing them the truth of who they are. She hosts a podcast called Amplify Yourself. You can find that on Spotify. And she and I have been co-leading a twice monthly women's group called Wildish Women. And this is a place where we support other women in finding their voice, their confidence, and their courage. So I am very happy to have you with me today, Amanda. Thanks for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. Yeah. So I love this topic. Um, you and I have been discussing recently this idea of what it means to unconditionally love. And we could take this a million different directions, but primarily we want to focus on what it means to love yourself. So I thought to start off this conversation, we could begin by discussing what are, what is our current relationship with love? Because we talked about how we what we respond to love and how it's directly related to how we experience it. So it's a little bit ambiguous, but I'd love to dive into that. Can you give me your thoughts on, you know, our relationship to love and how that plays out? Yeah, I, th I think love is such an interesting word to begin with because it does have so many meanings and connotations and um, I think some of us are jaded by love based on our experience of love. And so they're really, <clears throat> I think that relating to love has so much to do with how we feel about love on any given moment. And so often we are essentially gaining all our love feelings from other people. So if you're not feeling love from someone else, you probably aren't feeling very lovable or loving towards other people. So I think that's why it's so important to kind of focus on this self-love or at least starting to nurture this self-love so that we can relate to everyone with love, no matter how we're feeling love in any given moment, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's almost kind of reminds me of this idea of, you know, filling your cup up first before you can even extend that to other people. And we hear that all the time, but I just think putting it into practice can be a little bit counterintuitive based on, you know, some of the messages in our culture and 
maybe religion where we're told to deny ourselves and put ourselves last. Mm. And I think there is a time and a place for sacrifice, but to an, instead like flip it around and say, actually start from, you know, first understanding what love means to you and then prioritizing yourself first. So, right. yeah. So it's, um, I don't know, to me, that was a revolutionary concept about a year ago that dramatically changed my life and my capacity to then love other people. So mm-hmm. help me understand, you know, why, why is it important to prioritize the self? Like, how can that lead to this deeper, more expansive, more fulfilling sense of love? I think when you start to nurture love within yourself, it's, it's sort of, I don't know, I'm getting the vision of a flame, right? So when you start to feed a flame, you add twigs and sticks and you, you, it gets bigger and bigger and it draws people and things to it, right? So like the brighter you get within yourself, nourishing your own fire, stoking your own flame, the brighter you'll be and it'll attract other people. So they'll receive you in a more loving way, which will then turn you into a more loving being in response, right? So it's, I think it's this beautiful cycle of the more we love ourselves, the more it attracts to people to us, the better they treat us, the better we want to treat other people, the better we treat ourselves. And it just keeps going and going, but it really has to start with ourself um, because otherwise we're putting all of that on other people on external influences to create our happiness, to create that feeling of love. And so you're asking other people to stoke your flame, which is really taking from them, stoking their own flame, right? Mm-hmm. So so it feels like you're a, you're a taker instead of a giver when you're not stoking your own flame. Mm-hmm. Totally, I completely agree with you. Um, and I guess the first question that comes to my mind listening to that is like, well, how do I go about doing that? You know, if we're going to undo this message of denying yourself or putting everyone else first, like, what does that actually look like in a given day or week? And maybe I should just ask for you, like what that journey towards deeper self-love, what, how did that happen? What did you do in your life to make that a priority? Um, I've, it took me going, coming out of a relationship, so going through a divorce and and really, and then the pandemic. So those kind of double whammies forced me to be with myself in a way that I hadn't in so long. So I was, I'm a, I'm a constant distractor. I'm very busy, always a lot of balls in the air. And um, so for the first time I was allowed to really wear one hat, which was being me. And that was really uncomfortable at first because when you're used to wearing hats for everyone else, like yours doesn't fit right anymore at first. And so it's, it was this really taking time and being still reading a lot of personal growth books, um, listening to a lot of other like really powerful women mostly. And starting to dive into meditation and yoga and and so just creating a really religious um like self-care routine where i was journaling every day and and just starting to get to know myself again um 
So that that's my personal way I started that journey of just kind of getting to know myself, spending time with myself um, without all the distractions. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It sounds like, you know, there's almost this waking up to needing to do something different and then kind of looking more closely and trying to find ways to fit that hat, like you said, or maybe it's a muscle that we develop yes. to change that around and say, what does it look like to love me first? Um, so it, yeah, it sounds like it was this exploratory uh, process of discovery for you. Does that sound right? Yes, yeah, definitely. A lot of exploring and, and deep diving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would add too that, I mean, I can relate to what you're saying in my own journey. Um, just <clears throat> contending with the discomfort, I think that comes with that. You know, anytime that you're going to change a belief maybe that you have or that other people are trying to project onto you, it feels uncomfortable and new. And I think you know, even in this, like changing the narrative around love, prioritizing yourself, it's feel to me, I guess I will say felt a little bit scandalous, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, wait, isn't this selfish? You know, I contended with that question for months thinking like, wow, am I allowed to put myself first? Um, and now that I say that, it just, it sounds a little ridiculous, but at the time it really felt confusing. And so again, I think if you're used to believing that love starts with total sacrifice, this, this idea I think is going to sound a little weird, um, and take some time to kind of digest and integrate new pieces. So, yeah. Carrie, do you mind? I what just yeah. something just came to me when you were talking about sacrifice and this idea of like, instead of it being self-sacrifice, what if it was sacrifice for self? And mm. just switching that so so slightly, but like that's really the the difference is is you have to sacrifice some things for yourself in reality. <laughs> like that's how it works. Instead of sacrificing self, which is what we constantly do. Yeah. Can you expound on that just a little more? Like, like, for example, what would you be sacrificing for yourself or on behalf of yourself? Well, as a practiced people pleaser, um, it is, I want to say recovering people pleaser actually, but, um, <laughs> it, it often it's sacrificing, um, feelings of like, so like sacrificing, I might not be liked as much, by someone, if I stand up for myself, if I say no to them, if I, you know, X, Y, Z. And so there's a fear of not being liked as much. And also this, um, I might be perceived as a bad guy, or I might have to lose um, a job even, you know, like there's, I think of like, there's so many things that if you start really getting clear with yourself on what you want and what you love about you and it's it's not um vibing with those around you then you can't abide by it any longer and so you have to move away from that and mm -hmm. so you can lose relationships friendships jobs like i feel like you can lose so much 
but what you gain in return is I think really what we're on this earth for. And so you gain this sense of self-worth and purpose and bigness. And I am part of something bigger than myself. And therefore it was worth sacrificing some of these things so that I could contribute to the whole in the best, highest way. Mm. Yeah. I, those things that stuck out to me and what you just said were, um, you know, there's the cost of approval, especially as a people pleaser, which is, you know, I've wrapped up in so much of that type's identity. Um, so knowing that like, oh, if I change things, I'm going to lose some people. I'm going to disappoint people, which can be very hard. But on the other hand, when you do that, you gain the sense of authenticity uh, by nurturing yourself that kind of separates you in a really healthy way from, from those other people. And I guess I would almost equate like living an authentic life. And by that, I mean, one that's true for you, that is prioritizing yourself. That is to me, a close connection to what it means to really love. And that's what you gain, I think is just a feeling of what you said, self-worth, deep acceptance, compassion maybe comes with that. So, so you're right. I agree that like, there has to be, you have to let go of something in order to open up and receive, let's just say a deeper experience of love. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and freedom that came to me, what you gain is also freedom because you're not contending with what everyone else wants all the time and hearing so many different voices in your head and like you just, you, you're free of all of that. And so you're free to follow your own path and free to find your own happiness. And it's like, and that to me is really, I mean, what most of us are looking for. Yeah, for sure. Whether we're conscious of it or not, I think deep down every person wants to have more freedom in their lives. So we touched on this a little bit, I think, but I, if someone's sitting here asking themselves, well, shoot, how, how do I go about doing this? Um, practically, what would you say to encourage them in that direction um, towards prioritizing themselves? Yeah, baby steps. Um, it, it's hard for some of us to even conceive of taking five minutes to ourselves. Um, but if you can start there, right? So uh, with some of my clients, I would recommend if you can wake up just 10 minutes earlier so you can have that space to yourself or, um, but, but really for me, it's, it's starting to take a little bit of space. So whether that's sitting in silence or, um, it could be listening to music, it could be moving your body in the morning, just starting to like come back to yourself in whatever way that looks like to you. But ultimately, gosh, it, there's so many ways. I'm like, <laughs> it's hard to know where to exactly begin, um, yeah. especially when you don't have such a, like a reason to. Um, like I was sort of forced into this solidarity where I solidarity is not the word, um, isolation, I guess mm. to be with myself. And so if you don't have that, then it can be really hard. Um, but even just looking at yourself in the mirror in the morning for more than a couple of minutes, staring yourself in the eyes, saying, I love you. Um, those are, can be really powerful practices to just start connecting with yourself again. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of this idea of expressing yourself as a way to extend love to other people, but also to yourself. And this could, I think there's a place in here for expressing gratitude, especially, um, and, and appreciation. And I have noticed in my own life, the more that I do that, the, um, how would I say it? The, the more like joy and happiness, I guess, that comes from it. I mean, these are kind of like big ideas or big big like it's hard to encapsulate like love all in one couple of sentences so it feels pretty big but I guess I'm trying to dial it down to even these little moments in our day-to-day -day when we can express something um, actually let me share with you this quote that I've read recently that has left a big impact on me around this idea and it says Imagine how you'd feel if all the people who care about you made a practice of telling you so. Imagine what the world would be like if we allowed ourselves to recognize and acknowledge and communicate all the sweet feelings to make the little gestures that may not be life-changing or passionate, but that nevertheless make life worthwhile. And you know, that can be taken in the direction of expressing to other people how you feel about them or what you see or notice, but also turning it back onto yourself. Like you were saying, maybe that's a journal writing. Maybe it's looking yourself in the mirror in the morning and expressing what you see and notice in you. Um, maybe it's writing a poem or, or writing a song. Um, there's a million different ways to do it, but I do think that that act of trying to put some kind of words or expression around it kind of captures the experience of love to where it integrates it more into your life, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I love, um, I love that quote and I heard, I heard the gratitude and acknowledgement and that really what makes living worthwhile, you know, essentially is, is kind of what it was saying is like, if we just feel seen and, and understood, then it's worth going on another day and it's worth being a little bit better. And so I think that gratitude practice is huge. That's a great one for people to do. Like just think, even if you don't want to write it down, but three things a day in the morning that you're grateful for, um, they can be small or large, but gratitude practice is really a huge, um, benefit and it raises our frequency so quickly and then acknowledging other people because when we're acknowledged for things you know how it makes us feel we kind of glow inside especially when something someone sees something in you that you didn't think anyone else could see um i gosh i can call to mind all of those compliments or those moments where people looked at me and spoke truth to me that i almost didn't recognize in myself yet and so I think it's so beautiful and, and sometimes easier to love on other people at first than to love on ourselves. So yeah, I think looking at other people and starting to acknowledge them, even if it's the person at Starbucks or through the drive-thru or your mom or whoever it is just saying like one nice thing to them and acknowledging them for who they are, I think that will be so beneficial in, in sort of starting to mirror back to you these positive, beautiful aspects. Mm. Man, I love that idea of 
being a mirror. I think we do that all the time, whether it's positive or negative, you know, like being with somebody who can reflect back to you things in yourself, you might be unable to see or appreciate or notice. And when we can do that in this positive affirming way, it has so much potential, I think, to heal people and, um, you know, receive more of that loving feeling. And uh, kind of along the lines of what you were just saying, you know, being with people who make you feel good or, or finding these clues, like where, where are the people, the places and the situations where you feel good about yourself? And I would encourage people to go there, to spend more time in those places as a way to start fostering this experience of self-love. And then I think it over time grows and grows. And then you get to a point where your only response is to want to give that back to others. So, so I think noticing where do I feel good and where do I not feel good? Where's my energy being increased and where is it being drained? Um, can just be like really good indicators to know where to spend your time to where it's going to have that impact on loving yourself. Yes, absolutely. Like, never underestimate the power of our bodies, you know, and, and what they do, if they contract or dilate, like that's really big clues. And so I love that using your body as clues to kind of, and just, yeah, how you're feeling about a certain situation to kind of clue you into where you want to spend more time. Oh, invaluable advice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, uh, before we wrap up, you had shared a quote with me recently that I was wondering if you would mind to share with us today. Um, I think it's a, from Jewel and it, it ties in nicely to this message. So if you don't mind, Amanda, if you have that handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. She sort of is talking about being silent and, and spending time with yourself. Uh, and so this is how it goes. Greatness is never achieved by trying to imitate the greatness of another. It is chipping away at all that does not belong to you and then expressing yourself so truly that others can't help but recognize it. Wow. I love that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it is in the expression, the prioritizing the self, like that is the foundation and the starting point to be able to generate more and offer that to others. So um, I know that we can't like tie this whole entire ginormous concept up in a 25 minute conversation, but <laughs> it's been fun to at least tease apart some of the more practical aspects of, you know, what does this look like? Why is it important? And hopefully whoever's listening today will have just one new little insight that they can walk away with to incorporate into their day to expand these feelings of love and hopefully then be able to express that more fully out in the world. So Amanda, I don't know, do you have any other final thoughts you want to toss out there before we wrap up? No, just sending everyone who's listening so much love and light and, um, and if you don't feel lovable, we love you and you are loved to know that. Mm, that's, so true. So true. And we're all connected, right? So Amanda, it has been such a pleasure to have you today and dive into this uh, kind of more mystical <laughs> topic around love. And um, 
Yeah, I know that I have experienced so much of that from you and I, uh, I'm looking forward to continuing more conversations, hopefully in the future around this with you on the show. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Carrie. This is so much fun. All right. Till next time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for supporting this podcast. If you like what you heard, share the link on your favorite social media platform, or you can take a screenshot and tag us on Facebook or Instagram at Carrie Doan Coaching. Also, because we live in a review-based economy, your reviews matter a lot. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a review sharing your thoughts about what you heard today. I appreciate you tuning in and remember that we are all clearly connected.